This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 359, and I am one of your hosts, Dave, and I am here to remind you to go check out Facebook.com slash Out. Give us a like. Also, purchase some t-shirts. I mean, it is the holiday season. What what better thing to give than a t-shirt? Go check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash Out. Listen to all of our past episodes, MarkingOut.com, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. Also, check out YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Send us an email. Why not? MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Also, check us out on Twitter at MarkingOut at DaveTheRave underscore M-O and at BTTG161. That is right. It is Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> Uh-oh. I have no idea. You do not know. Did you hit your head? No. All of a sudden, I think, I mean, there was definitely a blackout, and now my computer is dead, so... R.I.P. Pending. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, hopefully you're able to get all of your files off of your computer and everything Pen- like that. Pending awesome as always? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll get an update on that in a few weeks after uh, they fix your computer. Well, but I, I, at I, least I you do... might just have to buy a new one, I have no idea. I mean, at least you have this computer to use for now. Yeah, but this show can't be done without the other computer. Well, 2017, <laughs> mark it. Marking out the end is near. Like they Hashtag had, like the, near. the Mayan apocalypse or whatever was supposed to happen five years ago, but as far as I'm concerned, this is it. Well, five like years this. a little bit too late. Marking out is officially coming to an end if uh, the computer business is out of business. <laughs> Like, um, like we're going on in almost seven years. <laughs> we can't just yeah. can't just not. Well, I mean, it's going it. to fade away at some point. Yeah, but it's not going to classify it. itself as obsolete. Well, it may end up being deleted at some point. No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, it may it will probably end up being a one man show, but can't be even a one man show without a working computer. Well, I, I mean, if there were, if it was a one-man show, I would just do it all on one computer because I, I could just talk to myself and... Yeah, talk, talk to you talk. Yeah. Well, talking about a one-man show is January, just a heads up, I unfortunately will be taking a leave of absence from the podcast for the month. Uh, so you may be having some special guest hosts popping in here and there. And if not, you're going to have uh, Brandon doing a bunch of impressions like he used to do. Hee-hoo. <laughs> yeah, he's going to yeah. be talking to himself a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so what did you do this week? Anything special? I didn't. I did not do anything. I, I just caught up on some television. And mm-hmm. uh, I went yesterday I went to, to the mall. I thought it was going to be way more crowded than it was. Uh, I, I, from what I've been seeing on the news and stuff, the mall has been crowded every, and the traffic has been insane. Yeah, people were like, it's backed up for two miles and stuff. But yeah. it, I was, we got in there right away. We we walked into the mall and 
lucky. There wasn't really anyone there. Very lucky. Chose the right time to go then, I guess. And it's like I always, I always feel weird going to Roosevelt Field during the holiday season just because uh-huh. when we were kids there was like a, a shooting there <laughs> during the holiday time. Oh, I don't recall. Yeah. And I feel like there's always something like a fire or a shooting uh-huh. or something like that or gang warfare or something. Gang warfare? Yeah. I no clue. I mean, there may not be, but... Nah, this isn't, uh, what is it, uh, Grand Theft Auto or anything. It's, I don't know. I mean, it seems like that's what you're describing. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well... All right, so you did see a movie this week, correct? Or was that last week? I didn't see a film this week, no. I thought you saw Star Wars. Star Wars? Why would I go see Star Wars? I thought you went with Mike. Why would I have gone to see Star Wars? Also, when we were recording, I said Mike is there right now seeing Star Wars. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Did you see Star Wars? No, I have not yet. I may go to see like an 11 a.m. movie at some point this upcoming week. But I am very tempted to go see The Greatest Showman instead. I it's I know it may be sound crazy, but I kind of have a, desi- a, can, a desire. Can you name? Can you name two at least two characters in the film? Characters or actors? Actors. I mean, I'm not going to expect to know you, anybody else other than P.T. Barnum, Jackman, and Zac Efron. And then the woman is, is it Zendaya? Zendaya, yeah. Zendaya, Zendaya? whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, like, from the commercial, and then I listened to the, that main song, and it's so catchy. And I was a huge fan of La La Land. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm big on, I do like uh, musicals. I am a huge fan of old school, like, Fred Astaire movies. So seeing the throw, like La La Land, to me, was a total throwback to that Fred Astaire era. Um, and and I, I love the dancing, the tap dancing. Dude, no joke. On my bucket list, before the day that I die, I want to learn how to tap dance. I am not even joking that I have such a attraction. I'm sorry, you expect to learn how to tap dance when you can't already normal dance? One hundred percent. I I at least want to take lessons at some point. Like I I am so fond of just the um, the ability to produce music from your feet and the rhythm of your feet. I think is just amazing. And then you watch these movies like a Forty Second Street and uh, well broad uh, plays, and then you see fame? the movie. Huh? You're talking about fame? No, no, Forty Second Street. Like fame on Forty Second Street, or there's a thing called Forty Second Street. Forty Second Street is a is a play. It's a, a, dan- a tap dancing play. Um, they they do a lot of tap dancing. Fred Astaire movies. I like I said. I I just want to learn how to do it. Um, so that is on my bucket list. So, but yeah, if you haven't seen La La Land, go check it out. Huge fan of that. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely don't think I'll be doing that. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's anything close to anything, anything close to to something that you would want to see. I don't think that you're into the musical stuff at all. Are you? I mean, I go see musicals on Broadway. But would you actually like, is it by desire or just because it's something to do? (laughs) By desire? Yeah, like, do you, do you actually want to go to these, or is I, it? it dep- I mean, I don't, I don't go to shows that I don't want to go to. 
Do you go for the music or the plays or the plots? I sometimes can't even follow the plot. I don't know. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I I'm I don't know any of the really uh is it I mean the music is the plot for for some some of it. The music uh, the music furthers the plot. For sure. The music furthers the plot. Um and sometimes I feel like La La Land, and I'm, I have a feeling that Greatest Showman, like, it's just enjoy, it's just enjoying, enjoying, enjoyment. Um, especially compared to a lot of the other movies that come out where it's hit or miss. I feel like something like this is a sure hit. Um, and plus, uh, The Greatest Showman is about P.T. Barnum, who is a fascinating uh, historic character. Uh, well, not character, but, well, person uh, and really started a, a lot of sideshows and circus. Do you, do, you and know, do you know Vince McMahon's grandfather is in the film as well? No, I did not. I that, did not. That's Zac Efron's character. Really? No. Oh, <laughs> Zac Efron's like something with a C. I was looking him up earlier, but I didn't really. They're acrobats. No. Who's Bailey? P.T. Barnum and Bailey. Yeah. I don't know. So when I looked on IMDb, Bailey's not mentioned. So I don't know if maybe that's just someone that came into the picture after P.T. Barnum got started and everything to put him on the into the circus form a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know enough about it, but I am intrigued by the James Anthony Bailey. Mm-hmm. He was... A circus ringmaster mm-hmm. from Mount Vernon. Oh no, from Detroit. Died in Mount Vernon, New York. Wow! Uh, right at the turn of the century in 1906. Hmm. I, I'm so fascinated with that with that era of uh, time. Like even that in the early 1900s and late 18. I, I think it's so cool and fascinating. And I, it's I don't know. There's so much with it. And it's so different, but it's like elo- eloquent in a way. I don't know. I love it. Yeah, so at the age of 25, he was the manager of the Cooper and Bailey Circus. Then he met P.T. Barnum, and together they established Barnum and Bailey's. Interesting. And then that's how like uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not came about too, right? That was I, an influence off of P.T. Barnum, I believe, with the sideshows and everything like that, because P.T. Barnum would bring in like, the bearded lady and Bailey she, was instrumental in obtaining Jumbo the elephant. Ooh, he's basically the reason why the circus was a success. Interesting. And then they, I know. Well, that I mean, had, not basically the reason. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, played but a large I, I'm part. pretty sure Jumbo was a huge part of. Of course, I mean, you're going, you're bringing an elephant to places that don't, to people that have never seen an elephant in person before. No, I mean, like even wasn't it like a gigantic? Wasn't Jumbo a gigantic elephant? Oh, I have no clue. I mean, based off, it could just be a normal size elephant, uh, no, deemed think... deemed larger than life. Like Let's it could see. just be the way to play about it to sell tickets too. Jumbo I mean... was ten feet. Wow, what a what a 
What uh, a carny person. What? <laughs> Jumbo, it says, was 10 feet, 10, uh, 10 foot 6 inches. Or no, 10.6 feet. And only 425 pounds? But Barnum promoted him as 13 feet 1 inches. Yeah, you see? That's how, that's like... how this wrestling business started, 100%. <laughs> No, it really weighing it really in at, is. weighing at it five hundred pounds, seven feet three, seven foot four. Yeah, it. it I mean, it's a, pro wrestling is a total uh, play off of the circuses back then. I mean, from the promoting of it to the actions. I mean, come on now, even the the, the carny terms carry over into pro wrestling today. Yeah. I mean, even though the word Mark comes from back then, I, I think all of that is just really fascinating. Um, it's, it's cool to learn about, too. Yeah. I don't know. It would be cool if they – I don't know. I would listen to a podcast where they spoke about all of that, you know? I have a feeling like someone like Simbo D probably knows I, like – I feel like he'd be the only person to relate it to both. Right, I feel like he would be a good person to that can transfer everything over because I think he, I believe he also he's fluent in Carney, so I think that would be so cool. Um, all right, well, nothing really else going on. We're not going to talk about nothing else to talk about with Marvel that took place, <laughs> <laughs> but we did have a pay per view that took place, Clash of Champions, and I gotta say, Brandon, I, I don't failed know miserably. I don't know if you're aware of this. I looked uh, in the books, and uh, you haven't won a correct prediction since Backlash in May. Dude, it's it's the apocalypse. It's all happening. <laughs> it's been, it's like, like it's been a sign. Like I should have seen this from miles away. I mean, I I, I won this prediction six to four, but you, I'm I was surprised by that. That you haven't won successfully. Because I had hope. I Last podcast was all about hope. Now hope is starting to dwindle. I'm it's funny. I think I hope. gave up on hope once we started predicting TNA. That I was, think I started... don't even do that anymore. Huh? We don't even do that anymore. Yeah, I know. But that's when I started tossing out like the hope factor. Because it would never play into anything. But, so, yes. So, champions taking place TD Garden, Boston, Massachusetts. Kickoff started solid, with solid kickoff match. Yeah, Mojo picking up the victory over Ryder. Mojo put out probably his best promo ever leading up to this on social media. Um, and the match was good. It was a solid match. Ryder ate a forearm from Mojo. Mm-hmm. That looked nasty. Um, but, but again, again, uh, I had hope I chose Zack Ryder to win this. Yeah. And I was surprised with that because I feel like Ryder being the face, it would be smart hope. to have, him I had lose. hope. I had hope. No. Obviously I just didn't want to see him lose. I know it would build. It means more for, it actually does more for both of them to, in this situation. I mean, but hopefully, oh, we although find- I mean, not. Really, which I'll say more later on. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully this is going somewhere though, and hopefully it's not reconnecting to each other. Hopefully they could spread out. But uh, Clash of the Champions kicked off with the U.S. title on the line. 
Dolph Ziggler successfully beating uh, Corbin and Rude. I, it's uh, definitely not going to be in Dolph Ziggler. Hey, the both of us didn't pick Ziggler. <laughs> I don't know who would have seen that. Yeah, I, I have no idea the reasoning over the other two, and I mean it was a good match, but. I'm just surprised by it. I mean, I was just going through the motions, like, okay, when's Corbin gonna win? When's Rude gonna win? And then Ziggler steals it with that. Yeah, I mean, gl- uh, zigzag was it zigzag suplex or? It seemed like it. I mean, Bobby Rude or not suplex? Was... What was it? it? Um, was it Corbin's finisher? Oh yeah, end of days. Yeah, end of days. But I I thought Rude was going to pick it up because he started to pull off the glorious DDT. And I'm like, all right, well, they were, they were, I think if it's the same time I'm thinking, they were zoomed into a weird angle that made me think, oh, someone's going to break this up. Uh huh. So. Interesting. But yeah, it was a good match. And then um, probably the match of the night, maybe. Maybe not match of the uh, night, but uh, definitely a fun match. Fatal four way tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, one member of the team was going to be in the ring at all times, which is I I thought I heard that last week, uh-huh. and I wasn't sure. And I'm not. I don't know if, like when the last time we saw a match like that was. Yeah. Uh, this match was definitely super confusing. Could have used two referees for it. Yeah, but, but Rusev and English were so over from yeah. the moment they came out. I, honestly, all teams, all the teams were. Yeah, Rusev was picking up the victory. Yeah, defeating New Day, uh, Kofi and Biggie, and uh, Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin, and Rusev Day. What is going on with Gable and Benjamin? I mean, just the, I mean, they pick up the victory on SmackDown, but are they? There's something that's missing with them. And I'm not too. Maybe it's the charisma that they haven't been able to show all too yeah, often. I just think it's the lack of storyline, lack of them being used properly. I mean, it's they're really good in the ring. I mean, the the Gabe, Gable's German suplexes and any suplex that Gable does is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, Gable and, Gable definitely killed it on the pay per view. Like his he when he hits his German suplexes, he like lands right on his toes. And goes right up because he's an amateur wrestler. So is Benjamin, but Gable has been go- doing this a little bit more often. But it's just like something is bland with them. Did, did you see that Gable put out like a training video? No. He was like, I, it was like a, a quick training video, I think. I don't know if there was like more to it. Uh-huh. But he was like running up like steps in the woods or something. Uh-huh. And he was like, "Like you have to train like this." I think Olympians might train like that. I'm not positive, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure. But something is bland with them that has to change before I can get behind them having a title run. Well, and they need might, a, and they need might, a name. Uh, That's one thing that I don't I keep, think they need a name. I think Gable and Benjamin definitely could need some sort of a name behind them. And what about Rue Seven Eight in English? I don't know. Not every tag team, I think, doesn't. I don't think every team needs. Maybe it's just because of the lack of the blandness to me. I feel like there needs to be some sort of a more, like, like, 
eye catcher with them. Well, maybe in more recent. Uh, well, I mean, in the future, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had the women's title on the line. Charlotte Flair successfully defeating Natalia to retain. Uh, uh, lumberjack match. All the lumberjacks went after yeah. Charlotte. Yeah, there and was then uh, themselves also, but yeah, there was so much going on. There was one part where, uh, um, of course, Flair you... got hung up in the ropes. Oh. Thought you were going to point out when Liv uh, Morgan hit Sarah. Oh no, I did get a, get a laugh out of that. Um, yeah, there was just so much going on at times, and the Natalia, I hate it. One of the things that I hate more than more than rice crispy cereal when it doesn't snap crackle and pop no something that i hate more than dave Meltzer is when people when pro wrestlers cry after losing or winning when it's okay maybe one time is cool like Shawn michaels winning the championship or something like that is monumental those are like different yeah but when you like victoria i blame victoria like and i think yeah i think victoria did it really often where after every match that she won championship wise, she would ball or lose ball her eyes out. I don't out. remember that at all. And with Natalia, I, why, why is she like, I hate it so much. Okay. So that interview was super awkward. Yeah. It, it was like out of place. It's like, Oh, you just lost. What's the deal? And it's like, well, they have, they have been doing that more often. The I, interview with, person that lost after, i mean they did it with mickey james yeah i don't i don't get it so it, it almost seems like it's leading to something bigger but with wwe who knows it probably honestly i hope it doesn't lead to something bigger just because i don't support natalia as a champion Dude, she's as, like, better as than i don't you. as i don't support bailey as a champion she's better than you think so is bailey i i don't think they're championship material right now and what about barnum Barnum, totally. Championship. Championship material. Put the strap around him. So the next match was the Bludgeon Brothers taking on Brizango Quick. What was it, like a two-minute match? Yeah, it felt like this was the scrapping of Brizango. I, yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, especially because now that they have been moved to network exclusive or no, YouTube WWE, exclusive. WWE.com exclusive, which... yeah. Like now that they're WWE.com exclusive, they don't have to be featured every week on SmackDown. I feel like this is a way to cut them out of it a little bit, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I, I just I, don't understand like, what's ne what's next for the Bludgeon Brothers. It's not they're yeah. not doing anything. But there should have been more to Brizango, like the conclusion of it. I was like, come on, like have the Ascension come out, have them like make the save or something. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing happened. I mean, obviously, I, I not obviously, but I could see Ascension stepping up to the plate now against Bludgeon Brothers. But of course, Bludgeon Brothers are going to go over, and then maybe that pushes them to the title scene. But look at all these other title uh, tag teams that you have in the championship team as well. Where does Bludgeon Brothers fit in with the Usos and all of them? I mean, well, out of all like... of them right now, Rusev and English may be the most over. Uh, yeah, I almost feel like. I feel like G Gable and Benjamin are like next. Uh, if it, unfortunately, I mean, just based off of do, SmackDown. If, if I know, Smack, I was surprised. If they do, 
I don't know how long it's going to be. Maybe it's a transition championship title, but I can't see it. I could, can't see it being <laughs> just like American long. Alpha was on SmackDown. Exactly. I could see it being something like that, which is a shame. I mean, not that. I mean, they held the titles for. Yeah, um, unfor- unfortunately. Like, and I say unfortunately. I say unfortunately because of the storylines that they were provided. Like, we always said that they deserve yeah, so American, much. American Alpha, especially because they beat the Wyatt family. Uh, yeah, was... beat the Wyatt family, and then you know what, tag team champs. Let's dark match. Yeah, they weren't next, they weren't on match. TV. Yeah, next week. You know what? We haven't used you in a while, but let's put you in a dark match. It's like, what are you doing? These guys just defeated the Wyatt family. I mean, whatever. Um, so after this, you had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn pick up the victory over Randy Orton and Nakamura. Uh, Shane McMahon and Debray were special guest referees. I thought that this match was a. This is gonna be the main event. No, it wasn't the main. <laughs> well, that's what you said. Yeah, yeah but I thought that this match was really good. I like the aspect of the uh, the, the referee reps. battle. Yeah, I, I like that. We, I feel like we had to have seen this before, but oh, we we have. I just I don't know. I don't remember. If I have I've a feeling that it, it may have been attitude error, maybe with either involving Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin. I don't know, man. It was something like that, where we had co-op uh, referees. But this match was a lot of fun. It kind of started to break. The match started to break down when Shane and Deep. The match really surrounded around Deep Brian, Shane McMahon's interactions with each other. I feel like that was the the centerpiece, and then the match formed around that. Um, because then you had the moment where Kevin Owens pushed Daniel Bryan into Shane McMahon by accident. Yeah, and you had well. I mean, Shane was kind of like playing it up as oh, Shane was totally taking sides while Debray was trying his hardest not to take a side. I mean, they even said, "All right, you take this side of the ring, I take this side of the ring." And then there was that pinfall with Sami Zayn where Sami was on Debray's side of the ring doing the pin, and Shane gets right in front of Daniel Bryan and counts one, two, and then he stops before. Counting that three, and that was that was the end of the match, and it caught Daniel Bryan and everyone off guard, and that that infuriated Daniel Bryan. Shane McMahon stepped turned his back for a moment, I believe. Sami Zayn with a quick roll up, one two three, and that was it. It was kind of like Daniel Bryan. It wasn't Daniel Bryan didn't take a I, side. It was well, more I think a, I, I I mean Shane didn't count the three. Shane held up at two, and then D. Bryan's like, "What the hell?" Yeah, he 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 was really annoyed that Shane McMahon just didn't so, call it. So I almost much. feel like it was him being pissed off at at Shane and just getting it over with. Oh, I definitely agree with you. I think that Daniel Bryan's actions was based totally and solely off of Shane McMahon, and I love that end of it because now. They haven't given us that conclusion as to what side Daniel Bryan is on and how long has he really been on that side for. I mean, we, this stems back to Survivor Series where someone let the Raw roster into SmackDown. I, and I, I mean, Bryan do, do, we really he, think, do we really think we're going to see that conclusion? What do you do mean? Do you really think we're going to see a conclusion to that? Who let, I think that that let the I, dogs out. I don't know. Well, I think that it's. I think it definitely stemmed. If you don't play that into the 
factor, I think that it stems back to there because that's the, really one of the first times where Daniel Bryan told Shane McMahon, I don't agree with what you just did. I think that you were asking for trouble and you shouldn't have done that. And that was the first time that Daniel Bryan really told Shane McMahon that I am not on the same page as you. And then everything else that took place with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and stuff has been just adding on top of that. Plus he got him chokeslammed by Kane. Yeah, chokeslammed by Kane. Um, but I love the ending of this because it doesn't give us that closure yet. And if you can expand this to WrestleMania or around that, if you can expand it across a few pay-per-views and it doesn't get dull, why not? There's no reason for Daniel Bryan to take a side yet. Yeah. It's, but, it's really funny, though, that this match had two referees as opposed to the tag team match that could have actually used two referees. The uh, main event, AJ Styles, the champ, picking up the victory over Jinder Mahal. Uh, this was a damn good match, too. It, it really was. It was a good match. Um, you had AJ locking in that calf crusher. Um, yeah, what else is... Obviously, just, obviously the Singh brothers got involved. Yeah. But not really. Not not a huge involvement. They just pulled Jinder out. Yeah. Um, and then they, AJ hit him with the forearm and the clash, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but good match. All right, well, that was Clash of Champions. Now let's talk oh, about... Also, the the calf crusher, the roll up into the other roll up, the calf crusher into the calf crusher. I thought was good too. Oh yeah, the AJ does that a lot. So does Sasha Banks, like where it just flows. I mean, weird. it's like every kind of match, but like this, I felt like it was more like more emotional to it. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I totally. It's it's very smooth and crisp in the performing of it. You know. Where not, the not, even like the, the, not even the performance-wise aspect of it. I think it like it just like completely fit where and when. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. All right. Well, let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro, which kicks off with the Raw General Manager Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle here, Curtis. Uh, and then he was just basically announcing that he's going to make a decision about Brock Lesnar and Kane and Braun Strowman by the end of the night, leading to Braun Strowman to come out, demanding that he be put in the match. Then Kane comes out and basically says the same exact thing. And now the surprise. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. Crowd went crazy. Paul Heyman comes out and introduces Brock Lesnar. Was Lesnar... Um... Uh, telev- uh, not televised. Was he promoted to appear? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Then I, I totally missed that because I wasn't expecting that. So you got Brock Lesnar in the ring. You got Braun Strowman in the ring. You got Kane in the ring. Angle's like, nah, forget this. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. He goes, well, we're well, just going to tri- make triple this a triple threat. threat match. He gets out of the ring as yeah. quick as possible. Yeah. Uh, then they all brawl, which ends with Brock taking both of them out. But, of course, Braun Strowman gets up almost instantly, and then Kane sits up. Yeah, Kane does this little sit-up. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to the kid in the front row with the Ferdinand is greater than Brock Lesnar sign. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I uh, 
can tell by the silence you don't know what Ferdinand is. <laughs> Even though I feel like you should know what Ferdinand is. We've seen it on WWE programming. Do you have no idea? No. John Cena plays a character. I had given it a previous shout-out. I didn't see the movie, obviously, but when they first announced it, it's the classic childhood story of the bull that doesn't want to be a bull. He wants to... Oh, yeah. Or doesn't want to act like a bull. He wants to be nice and yeah cordial. Yeah, well, so... That's a place. I'm hearing good things from that film, by the way. I don't know. I gotta, I'll gotta. i see it at some point, maybe. Eh, probably won't. <laughs> yeah, probably won't. Yeah, uh, but everyone, I mean, everyone, I, everyone should, I'd probably see that over a few other movies out there. But but everyone should go see Coco. Coco. Yeah. No. I, did I say it like that? No. <laughs> no. No. That was, no. You did not. <laughs> that was just me. I was like, did you I say, say it weird? No. <laughs> that was just me. Did I say Sorry. cacao? I don't remember saying that. No. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, first match of the evening, we saw. Seth freaking Rollins defeating Jason Jordan. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe, which in yeah. itself is a stupid match because why is Seth Rollins fighting Roman Reigns' battles? Mm-hmm. Where, well, I mean... Also, where was Roman on Monday? Yeah. I, I actually do not know that. Apparently, they said that he might have taken uh, time off, but... Time off. That's a random time to take off, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Especially following the, the pay-per-views and everything like that and the buildup of the Shield. What pay-per-view? Well, in the past, with them aligning each, with each other. It's kind of weird. Well, we'll see. I mean, he is working mad house shows in this well, coming so is, week. So. so is everyone else, though. Yeah, but he's the guy. I guess it's good <laughs> Like, look at Cena. Like, Cena's working all these house shows, and now he's got to be back on Raw on Monday. Yeah. The the entire schedule is... that sucks. Dude, Cena's working... When is that Garden Show? I think the Uh, Garden Show might be on Tuesday. Yeah, up here in Albany, they're coming up here for a house show on the 29th, I believe, uh, for Raw. So it has to be next week. Well, I mean, it is it's Christmas week. Christmas week, they have, I mean, obviously it's live on Christmas, but yeah, but yeah, Tuesday they have going up against SmackDown. They have the Raw brand. Interesting. Which is, um, I, I hate when they do that. See, I would have gone to the Garden if it wasn't going against. Yeah, I never like it when they put uh, a house show on the day of a televised event. Yeah, I don't understand I really... that because you're. Aren't you taking away viewership from your your own product? But I mean, they're also at the same time getting money, and DVRs exist these days, or something. So that's true. I mean, I don't I don't know enough about DVRing and how that gets played into ratings. Oh God, they replaced. What a f- why did they? What what what? Okay, so obviously John Cena has been advertised. Anything to make sure you don't use foul language. John Cena is <laughs> advertised to take on Roman Reigns for the title at the okay. Garden and the Coliseum, uh-huh. and it was supposed to be Shield versus the Bar at yeah. in a cage match. So, where is Samoa Joe on this card? Samoa Joe is facing Finn Balor. Why wouldn't they just pair Samoa? Oh, Samoa Joe's a heel, right? 
Now they're advertising Rollins and Jason Jordan versus Cesaro and Sheamus for the tag titles in a steel cage match. Imagine if they won. No. (laughs) I can't. Nor do I want to. It's like Ambrose is out with an injury. They couldn't find any better replacement than Jason Jordan to step in there. No, Angle wanna, couldn't do it. We'll, like, we'll talk about that? we'll talk about that injury. Uh, well, like Angle couldn't step in here and do it. Yeah, dude. If Angle was doing it, I'd one hundred percent have to go. To I I would not be I would down with. I would, I would definitely. I would say, wow, that's amazing. You should go. I would but, have and the, to. I, I would also be saying that is so stupid. Why are they? Having angle wrestle yeah, in the house, right 100% now. stupid, but it seems like that's what they've been doing with house shows recently. But well, not recently, but like, yeah, in like general, Kurt angle match wise return recently, but and even more so to have like a steel cage match with angle, I feel would be awesome to see, yeah, uh, against the bar. Like, come on, nah, 100% well, would have gone to see that, but yeah, it wasn't well, the case. Joe, Joe attacked, uh. Got involved during this match, laying out attacks. Um, next up, oh, you had... by the way, Jason Jordan needs to start winning. He's Who? not. He's not Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, double double J is uh, floundering. Yeah, definitely needs a win. But they both went to Kurt Angle after the match to uh, demand a match with Samoa Joe. And he goes, and that's "Oh, not... you'll get your you'll get your match with Samoa Joe." Because you two are tagging up tonight. And that's not helping out anything either. Jason Jordan being Natalia-ish. And just, I want this rematch. I want that. I want to step up to the plate. At least Natalia picks up the victories here and there. Now that was a Carmen impression. And that's what I feel like. Oh. Jason no, Jordan was like, but then. Yeah, like, he's just whiny and complaining and trying to get his way, but there's no action based off of, like, if he got if he won, all right, then, yeah, go get that rematch. Go get that, go step up to Braun Strowman if you, you're picking up victory, so why not? But he can't pick up a victory. His best match was against Roman Reigns, and that was it. I mean, he hasn't had anything really since, and he lost that match, too. So Bray Wyatt was up next cutting a solo promo this week without Matt Hardy. Uh, He basically, I mean, he did that weird Charles Manson face thing and then also sang a Charles Manson song. Yeah, I mean, you gotta... I don't, like, he sang a Charles Manson song. (laughs) Like, Well, I mean, obviously he was taking... But is he saying, like, oh, like, I have followers? I don't... Yes, I think that he's. I think that a lot of his character is driven off of Char, uh, Charles Manson. I mean, I it's very blatant from the start that he drives a lot off of Charles Manson. I mean, what, I what think sucks, that we've spoken about this. What sucks is that that song is stuck in my head, and it's like never. I don't even think he like completely wrote it as a song. I don't think he like. I don't. I think, think he Charles was supposed Manson, to. He was supposed to record something with. Uh, no, he wasn't. Don't say he that. was supposed to. Yes, I don't think he was Look ever going to record I think that with the Beach Boys. Not record. I think one of them he was going to record. Uh, he was going to use their um, what is it the the vocal where they record sound booth or whatever. I think he was going to record. Studio? Yeah, he, yeah, studio. Sorry. I mean, he could have possibly recorded yeah, I, in. I think it would have been Dennis's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because really he just like it. randomly took over the house and. Yeah, he was Dennis friendly was with okay it. with it. Unless it was Carl. It was either Carl or Dennis, and then 
the other beach boys were like, what the hell is going on here? Like, how do you just, like, have him... He's just like, oh, yeah, come stay at my house. And he just stays for, like, the month or whatever. Yeah, I really think that he was supposed to record in their uh, sound uh, studio. <laughs> um, but the song, but... That, the, the song that Bray Wyatt sang is it's pretty catchy charles manson sang it on on stand <laughs> yeah but i but, know because like when i hear when i hear him singing like i could picture it in my head as like a, a pop song from the 60s and it's like i don't know and there, I, like, I, if, you, if you if you could listen to charles manson songs on itunes too they're all there yeah it's interesting i mean but the entire break Quiet aspect is so is such a cult following from the start from the with the Wyatt family and him being the the leader of the pack, um, and I think that this is great. I think that his promos are phenomenal. Sometimes they do get boring and tiring and yada yada yada, but I'm totally behind this. Next up, you had Finn Balor in a match picking up a victory over Miztraj, but it was by DQ. It was a handicap match. Um, Balor started to get the uh, upper hand, and that's when Miztraj had enough. It's like, it, like clearly, yes. It, I mean, for whatever reason, it's been leading up for the past two weeks to this. Yeah. Um, but I hated that referee, the, the, the disqualification spot. Because it Why? wasn't, they didn't do the five count. I feel like it should be a five count. Bo, get out of the ring. Bo, get out of the ring. One, two, three, four, five, DQ. All right, I understand what you're saying. And it's not I don't the know, first... I... I mean, it's the first time of... I think it happens later in the night, too. I'm not... I'm not... I wouldn't notice that if you didn't bring it up. Yeah. But now that you bring it up, I can yeah, definitely dude, it see happened, that... It happens during the main event also. Yeah, I could definitely see that improving the that a little bit but it doesn't make a difference to me but i can see what you're saying like it's like you do you get to the five count no dq boom and then they're like they're still going and then yeah it happens the one thing that i don't like that they don't do anymore is ringing the bell you know like when there is a dq or there's an attack after the match like in the back in the day they used to like ring the bell to like try to get them to stop. Yeah, well, they. I feel like they were ringing the bell to try to get more officials out. Were they ringing the bell? Always... No. Say that again. Oh, oh, you're talking about back in the day. Yeah, like they would always have officials run out. I I think that that's great though. So I in think... this, but in this sense, they wouldn't have needed all the officials. They would have had Hideo Itami made his main roster debut. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to see the ring of the bell more. And the like you said, referees running out to stop stuff. You don't get that as often anymore. But, but Tommy, when they, when they before before Tommy even appeared, I was like, they like they hit the DQ, and it was literally just the Miztourage beating Balor up for what seemed like an eternity. Yeah, no closure yet. I'm like, oh snap! They listened to the podcast. It's about to be the club. They're gonna join forces with Balor. And then Atami ran out, and uh, I mean, basically miming the, the what Balor did during his debut in yeah. NXT when Balor saved Atami from the Ascension. But yeah, repaying. Yeah, so this sets up a tag team match, but for me, it's weird because he's supposed to be on Two Hundred Five Live. They have the huge hype for him there. They continued to hype it up during the match. Well, what better? Uh huh. No, I'm. 
I'm, well, what what better way to hype up someone's debut on 205, his in-ring debut, by have him appear in front of the Raw audience? To, yeah, but that's let me, like... Let me show you what this guy has to I'm, offer. I'm all for... I'm definitely all for a Tommy and Balor tagging up, but like... If a top, like I, I don't know if it's a one-time thing, but if a Tommy's allowed to compete outside the cruiserweight division, then all the other cruiserweights should be allowed to. Okay, like you I had Gallagher, you, you had Gallagher do it last January for the Royal Rumble, but that's like a rare occurrence. Yeah, I I agree with you, but I'm okay with Tommy teaming up with Balor and appearing on 205 Live. I hopefully they do expand their. Uh, Outside of that roster. Which, by the way, now that we're just, like, mentioning 205 Live um, and the Cruiserweights, WWE put out a list of the best matches of of 2017. And you didn't have Neville versus Austin Aries from WrestleMania on the list. Awful. They probably I'm not, I'm not saying that that list is completely absurd or anything, but... Nah. Speaking of absurd. Well, <laughs> well that well just to uh, just they announced for a two oh five live tour. Oh. I guess in a way to, to sell tickets, they added Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy to it. Interesting. Interesting move. Um <laughs> with that super weird picture too that looked like it belongs in a yearbook from like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that WWE really I think you had a great point with adding instead of these guys, you it needs to let, be. A I mean, let it be NXT. Let you, it be the 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 UK guys. It just well, not not NXT. Keep NXT separate. But you you had it right with UK. Yeah, I mean, well, I say I say NXT also maybe because back in the day when the two hundred five live started a year ago, they were on NXT as well. I don't know. I think that. I really like the idea of the UK involvement in there. It's great exposure, and that's a way to sell tickets because now people are, may pay a little bit more to see uh, yeah, wrestlers if, that they are done. And like, Tyler because, Bate put on a match like they do on NXT here, so yeah. And then you could bring in people like Trent Seven and and uh, whoever else, Wolfgang, that people in America don't really get the exposure to as often. I think that would be a phenomenal idea. Yeah. Um, but this led in, oh, and Tommy hit the go to sleep. Which I had to say I was proud of the fans because they didn't chant CM Punk then. I agree with you. They did not Unlike chant. 205 Live when he used it against Colin Delaney who made a surprise appearance again where I guess I was wrong. <laughs> well, I mean not so wrong, but like I was yeah. more so making fun of dirt cheats. Well, news sites because news sites are like, "Will Colin Delaney be back?" No, he won't. This is a one-time appearance, and clearly, yeah. bam, listen to them. But dirt sheets suck. But uh, because afterwards on two hundred five live, they chanted for CM Punk. The thing I don't, I was surprised was with. Annoying. The, was it just me or the go to sleep got really no reaction on that crowd though? I don't think so. It wasn't. It wasn't as big as a pop as I would expect it to be. I don't know. I don't. I thought it was. I think his music got like a quick pop, and then they realized who it was, and <laughs> it didn't really it take like two. Cared, yeah. I, it's like it's weird also because right? it's like, do people remember Balor's debut and having like the same 
exact thing happened? No, I, I don't think at the time. Did that you pe- remember it or? Yes, right, right off the bat, that reminded me of that. But I, I don't, I don't know if this was the reaction that they were expecting him to get. Mm-hmm. But it were, I would so, I would be so supportive of Balor and Italian Atami as champions, tag team champs. Yeah, I think that would be fine. I mean, you did say almost said Natalia, so I think you might want no, Natalia to be champion. Oh, please. Um, <laughs> Balor, tell me, we said pick up a victory over Mistraj. Next up, uh, number one contendership on the line for the Cruiserweight uh, title. Alexander picked up the victory over Gulak with that lumbar check. I guess I was wrong. I was so sure Gulak would win this regardless, which is one com slash marking out of Rich Swan's ordeal. It makes it made sense for Gulak to win. Which Alexander, means, which means does it does that mean like Rich Swan was going to be the one that won that? No, I think we. I don't know. Like, was Rich Swan going to be the one that went on to face Enzo, or was it? I don't know. Be maybe. Gulak? And I don't understand if it was if it was going to be Gulak all along, then why wouldn't it have just been Gulak still? Maybe they're just trying to expand Gulak's storyline with Enzo a little bit more now. Until Rich Swan gets back, I, I don't know. I don't know. If Alexander, I'm like, I'm, I'm tired of the Alexander train, though. I mean, <laughs> I was hoping for do Gulak. They, do they even say the Alexander train? Who says that? <laughs> it's the Zo train, bro. Yeah, but Enzo well, was on commentary for this until he randomly left. He literally went to go check his DMs. Yeah, but Cedric hits the lumbar check. Gulak was a bit distracted from Enzo leaving, and uh, then we saw backstage. Naya really did slide into his DMs. She she tweeted him during Raw, and Gulak. Oh, she actually him. tweeted him during Raw. Yeah, that's why he left. I dig it. Yeah, so Gulak cuts them off, though, to apologize. Then she left them alone, and Enzo basically tore them apart. Because yeah. I don't know why everybody keeps saying we're friends. I own you. You work for me. Yeah, John Travolta really laying it down. Hey, yo, Sandy, come over here. Let me to <laughs> the beach. Uh, next up, you had Asuka pick up the victory over Alicia Fox. That was an awful Travolta. 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 Travolta impression. Got it. Yeah, Oscar Fox made zero sense. They were both attacked by Absolution in recent weeks. Why is Fox still trying to defeat Oscar? They should be working together to take on Absolution. Plain and simple. You know this the women division. It made sense for a little bit, and now it's like now it's just like so much going on where I feel like creative is just like the main event. Yeah, they don't know what to do. Samoa Joe and the Bar picking up the victory over Jason Jordan and the Shield. Ambrose, big injury here. Yeah. Uh, having to have surgery on the triceps tendon. Although they say this injury might be like back from when he missed the table spot. Yeah, they say that he... What I really did like about this was they, they played it up. He had his brace on. But they didn't. The way that they announced this to the WWE was with Kathy Kelly. You know, she usually does her reports um, from the headquarters and stuff, where she'll talk about like some a rumor or something that took place this week. 
and she brought up that the injury and everything and then they go into uh, a phone clip of the doctor describing that he had a high grade triceps tendon injury and that he had successful surgery and everything like that it really reminded me of like Sean Mooley and like the stuff that they used to do um with Mooney? Gene Oakland and stuff where they would Mooney? go to head huh is it Mooney Mooney yeah uh, where they go to headquarters for an update. I, I really like that aspect. Is this legit or the I surgery? I mean, it's as far as I can see, it seems like it is. He's off the house show. I mean, I, I thought ironically is... that the person that injured him, I thought where he got injured was Rollins taking him out. That, uh, yeah, but, Rollins took him out. But if they, I mean, maybe that was like the ultimate icebreaker or whatever, the, or whatever, the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, even if, why are you going to, if he has to go in for surgery and all of that, and I'm guessing WWE must have had some sort of a heads up on but this. I, I'm, I'm assuming that too. I mean, they let him get physical also backstage. If, I, if I'm yeah, correct that, on that, dude, I don't that, know. That's why I thought it was fake. But did he that's get why, did he get too physical in that segment? I don't recall. Dude, yeah, they uh, Samoa Joe pushed the the cart onto his arm. Like he got very physical during that beatdown, and that's bec- that's that made me think. All right, this is all a work. And because if it's not a total work, then I would. Ex- and WWE knew that he was going to get surgery on Tuesday or Wednesday, based off of this, and we just have to write him off a little bit. Why are you going to maintain them as the title holders? Uh, you mean Cesaro and Sheamus, Bam Roasted? Oh, Shield's not champions anymore? Big Bam Roasted? Yeah, that's what happens when you don't pay attention as much. All right, then that makes sense. But even still, I was surprised that he got so physical if he was actually injured. That's, that's why I said, could you imagine Could you imagine uh, Jason Jordan and what's-his-name winning? Mm, no and and seth rollins i yeah they didn't yeah ambrose didn't get involved in it at all what do you mean ambrose got pushed off of a bench and like barely gets pushed off a bench no they full on he they tossed the cart onto his arm i don't know it came like It looks safe enough. They have the cart. The cart's it, not slide. It's the, the cart wasn't able to slide because they had it on these beanbags or whatever. All right, but even still, they, they made they definitely protected Ambrose there because they had the they knew they were doing this spot. But even back still. back before they announced his injury, like officially announced his injury, like they had these two containers on. Like there's no, I don't think there'd be any other reason to have the the. But it's not really like WWE to do something like that either, where someone has a legit I don't know. injury I, I think that it, requires I think, surgery and put them at that sort of a risk. I think this all goes on towards Joe, unless I mean, oh, but his arm gets yeah, exactly. His arm gets caught inside the container. Exactly, right at right at the end is where I'm like, ouch. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like that's seeing that what you just reacted to is how I reacted. I know exactly what you're looking at right now, and that's what made me think this is a work. But I guess we'll find out. the unfortunate thing of all of this is that, like you said, Rollins was the one that did the dive. Uh, 
is this going to end up being an Ambrose versus Rollins again? How like Let's we got so sick and tired of this in 2016, I believe. Especially when the big dog's not there, huh? Nah. Ladies and gentlemen, the shield falls apart when I'm not here. Yeah, about that. Wasn't but, a good, good. What's it called? Impression, Roman Reigns impression, but no, Woken Matt though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets a promo by himself. He ends up he's playing uh, chess with Napoleon. Uh, that's the reincarnation of Napoleon Bonaparte, mm-hmm. which is on par with the other people in the broken universe that we've seen, like the kangaroo uh, Joe Frazier. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else was there? George Washington, I think, was the giraffe. I'm not too sure. And what was the other one? I don't know. But Rebby and uh, Maxell were at ringside for this, and Wolfie. Yeah, we're at ringside uh, during Monday Night Raw. I gotta say, they, I on Snapchat and everything. I guess Rebby posted on Twitter too, uh, the videos of her with Maxill and stuff like that. They seem all so well together, you know. Like they all, they seem like so great together. And Maxill seems like such a, a, like always having fun with them. I thought it was funny they posted a video the other day of them shopping for I guess Christmas. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> and they made, they said, we had to tell Maxwell that these presents were all for Wolfie. <laughs> and they got a video of him just saying, no, Wolfie's been bad. He yeah, bad Wolfie. He doesn't deserve this. <laughs> like, and it's just hilarious. Like, I really get a kick out of watching, of seeing, like, Wolfie, uh, Maxwell's reactions because they're typical, like, uh, that old TV show, like, what, Kids say or whatever. Kids like, say the darnest thing, except yeah, this kid kids, is like three. Yeah, but this is – yeah, but he, <laughs> the stuff that he says is just really funny. Like – and then he, he – the way that he reacts when they show like if Matt's on Monday Night Raw and they'll – Rebby and Maxwell are watching Monday Night Raw, his reactions to it are just adorable. Like he'll go ahead and do the delete when Matt does it on TV with him. And it's it's really fun stuff to watch. But like you said, that was hilarious with the Wolfie bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so next up you had that attack backstage, but we spoke about that. Uh, Revival. Ooh, Revival making their return to the main roster. Revival. Defeating Heath Slater and Rhino. Yeah, uh, it's awesome to see the revival back. Standard, standard match though, but uh, entertaining. Damn good uh, shatter machine. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm slowly becoming part of the revival uh, fandom, especially after that triple threat match earlier in this year. Like, dude, first of all, revival comes back the same like within the same week that Eminem drops an album named Revival. There you go. Well, I think that it's even more of a coincidence that it happens, what, a day after the entire breakdown with this UFC stuff. C-O-N-spiracy. Yeah. The, should I just say about the UFC stuff real quick? Sure, why not? Go Might as well. The, go into the Ultimate Fighting Championship if you want. Yeah, so the Young Bucks, they had um, a match where with Flip Gordon and stuff where they had this dropkick spot. Where it was your typical drop kick, drop kick, drop kick, drop kick, 
both stop, look at each other, drop kick, both stop, look at each other, huge crowd reaction. So uh, Dan Cormier tweeted out saying, this is actually pathetic. This is what people want to see. Go, uh, go, uh, go to see a gymnastics competition. And pretty much saying that he's a fan of suplexing, body slam, pile drivers, old school wrestling. And then you have a few other UFC fighters chi- uh, chiming in and saying that they agree with that. And then you have Cody Rhodes, Joe Coffey, Young Bucks, Joe, Joey Ryan, and a bunch of others re- responding to them, defending the spot and everything like that. Well, look who gets brought up. While they were in Dawson, the Revival end up chiming in on this, saying how Dan Cormier has a great, uh, great eye for talent and everything. And Cormier puts them over, says that he's a huge, he's a fan of them. And yeah, so the next day they appear on Raw. Huh. Makes you wonder if yeah, that influenced anything. I would assume not, but. You never know. <laughs> I, would, I would probably just assume not, though. Nah. Well, don't assume anything when you're, I don't know, Elias. Yeah, so, no, before that you had backstage oh. Kurt Angle. Uh, went up to Heath Slater and Rhino and said, you know, we have a, a new year coming up. I need you guys to toughen up if you want more opportunities. And Rhino's like, I know exactly what to do. And Heath Slater's like, man, I can't be fired. I got a, I got a hot tub or whatever he says. I got a pool. So, I mean, you got, we're going up to Philadelphia soon. So, Uh-oh. we as the gonna... WWE Universe. So we could have some sort of training montage there where Rhino's like toughening Heath Slater. Giving <laughs> him like 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 Rocky. Uh, like Rocky. I could see it more like Rocky, but including like maybe bring Tommy Dreamer in there for like like have Heath Slater like being like ready to train and then have them whip, hitting him with a kendo stick. Yeah, something or like with that. Gar- with a garbage cannon. Being that would like be, having... be actually really funny if they did the kendo stick thing and like afterwards Heath Slater's like, please, can I have another? Like Tommy <laughs> <Dreamer>. <laughs> like, like I can definitely see like Bert, like he gets hit with a trash can and he collapses. And then it builds up to he gets hit with the trash can by Rhino and he doesn't bulge. He's like, I can do this. Give me more. Like yeah, I can see some That would be kind of funny. Dun, dun. Yeah, but, uh, but and then also randomly, I don't know where this fit in, but you had Titus Worldwide backstage at one point with uh, Dana Brooke, and Dana Brooke was dressed to like she looked like Miss Hancock. Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, Alexandra York," but like, no, because Alexandra York was like so extravagantly dressed. Alexandra York. Alexandra York, the Terry Who's Reynolds that? in WCW. Oh. When she was like dressed to the nine, I don't know. You definitely. How do you not know? I never heard that name before. No. Well, whatever. Dead air. Um. Yeah. So you have that, but what's odd with that that you just mentioned is she doesn't carry over, uh, carry through with later on in the night. Well, that, that was, yeah, I would have would have mentioned that later on. So, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense to do now. I mean, but I, I don't like that that doesn't carry over. If you're going to change someone's attire. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I, maybe she just couldn't go out there and wrestle in that, though. I don't know. You know the Hancock only thing that. It, but whatever. The only thing that I could think of is that maybe it depends on when something was filmed. 
too. Mm, like when was that still club? Should have been able to have that gear. Oh yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. But in any sense, up next you had Elias performing, gets cut off by uh, Sasha Banks, gets cut off by Mickey James, gets cut off by Bailey. He tried to get a, or Bailey tried to hug him. That was funny. Yeah. But before that, he answers the Royal Rumble, which is good, I guess. Yeah. And then that leads into the main event, Bailey, Mickey James, and Sasha Banks defeating Absolution via disqualification. Um, where, where, I don't know. I mean, it's the same exact thing that happened with Bo Dallas, like I said before. Yeah. But um, the beatdown comes and Nia Jax comes out. Almost looked like Jax was about to join them. But Paige sticks them on them. They all attack Jax. Jax gets a little comeback. She hits the double uh, Samoan drop. Paige takes her out. Absolution gets up. Continues to beat down on Jax. Women's locker room spills down. All Led out by brawl. like Alicia Fox. All out brawl. They stop. Stephanie McMahon comes out, who we who we saw. Sh- what was it? A pure, pure, pure six, six brawl. Pure six brawl. Stephanie brings up the history of the women and uh, how what they've done recently with uh, breaking barriers, the uh, Hell in a Cell main eventing a pay per view, whatever. May Young tournament. May Young Classic. You got the Money in the Bank. What do you say we make more history? A little more history. And she announced an all-women's Royal Rumble. Which... All the women celebrated. Some of them were crying. Apparently they... Rumor has it. Apparently they were left in the dark about it. It looks like... It looks like some of them, like, thought, like, oh, snap, she's about to announce a Royal Rumble. And then some people, like, if you look at Nia Jax, she looks completely shocked. Paige Uh, starts crying. Yeah, I thought that Paige's reaction was awesome. Nia Jackson, Alexa Bliss, you have to love the fact that the first thing that they do is embrace each other. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I don't know. I think that those two are the best together. So they all they were Mickey James was really shocked too. So uh then they closed Raw by doing Daniel Bryan's yes chant. Yeah, I I I thought loved the, it. this whole segment was so stupid i thought why i just thought it was so stupid because it's like oh we're all brawling we hate each other we absolutely hate each other oh wait stephanie mcmahon is here she just announced the raw rumble let's all hug and celebrate we we no longer hate each other we all love each other when else are you gonna do that yeah do it better there has so to there had about, to have been an alternative segment <clears throat> for that what about oh you know what they could have done they could have done it on christmas have Stephanie? You could have had Stephanie open up with that. You could have had Stephanie uh, sit, get in the ring and call out the entire locker room to come to the ringside. That could have been she, like that. Could have definitely been an opening segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's I, like I, you guys want to prove yourself. You want to break his make history. Boom, Royal Rumble. You want to do anything else? Boom, have matches dude, with each other now. They drop, especially with the out commercial breaks and everything for Christmas. They should have. Now I'm thinking oh, about yeah, 100% because Monday Night Raw next week has limited commercial interruption as well as no commercial interruption during the first hour. He should have done that during the Christmas edition to open. I don't the- think Stephanie's like, oh, if there's ever a time we need to do Daniel Bryan's yes chance, it's right now. What? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that she had to announce. <laughs> not, I mean, I not feel that like she said Daniel Bryan or anything, but like. 
Yeah, I feel like the, the crowd would have react. I think that their reaction was fine. I, I, I don't know, but I, I agree with you. I oh wow, I was I was I was. You're like, no, this segment was so good. I was like, listen, no, I, I, I like the fact yeah. that there's a women's Royal Rumble. Just the fact that they were just two seconds ago fighting each other, trying to beat the ever living crap out of Absolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Stephanie comes out. Let's put it on pause. Oh, guys, wait, wait. Stephanie's here. Remember well, that I time mean, we all hated each other? It's totally done for. But I think that opening Christmas, Monday Night Raw, would have been awesome. Now I'm starting to wish that Monday Night Raw opens with a live performance of Bruce Springsteen singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town. But that's not going to happen. Dude, Elias should open. <laughs> Elias <laughs> should open with that. Duet with uh, Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, right. Maybe. Um, but that was Monday Night Raw. But Let's talk big about time, it. big time, the ball was dropped. I thought the segment was awful. Mm-hmm. But I can't. Huge, regardless of the segment, huge news. Yeah. A big shakeup. Now you have people saying that they should cut the men's Royal Rumble or... People, yeah, okay, so people were like, I don't want to watch two Royal Rumbles. Okay. Well, don't, don't, don't tune in. The men's Royal Rumble should be on the Monday Night Raw going to the pay-per-view. But the, the, the Which, paper, you know, I wouldn't be... It's a like, Royal Rumble match, and it's called Royal Rumble. Yeah. Why are you going to... And then apparently there was the... When the idea was first tossed around, it was supposed to be a 15-woman Royal Rumble. Yeah, it was tossed and around. They a said while. due to the popular reaction or whatever, the that they considering more. But it's like, how could you not just have thirty? Like fifteen would be a, a complete no. like injustice to a lot of women that have made their mark because fifteen covers your main roster, but barely. This... I mean, not barely, but pretty and, and... much. You're leaving. If, if you if you have fifteen women only, then you're leaving people off that were in that ring on Monday. The the problem is that I'm thinking, when have you ever seen a good women? <laughs> There's battle never royal? been a good women's battle royal. Ever. There has never been a good women's ro- battle royal. They need to start working their spots out now. Especially when you have guys on the main roster or like guys from the past or whatever say the Royal Rumble is one of the hardest matches they've ever been in. Yeah, because I like yeah, it's fun and exciting and stuff, and I'm totally for having two Royal Rumble matches on the pay per view because I am a huge fan of the Royal Rumble match. Growing up, that was one that was yeah, probably one of my favorites, one of the best pay per views out there. Yeah, and and I it's mean, even more so. It's like because like they haven't announced how many women are in it. But if they yeah. do 30 and there's only, like, 20 women on the main roster, give or take, that leaves, like, that's, like, everyone, like, instantly everyone was speculating, oh, my God, is this person coming back? Is this person? Well, the thing the thing that I don't like, it, what turned me off from Royal Rumble was when they started to announce, this person's in it, this person's well, in it, or this person, this person's at number one, this person's at number two, this is, like, going through the actual number order. And I never liked that. That's what I mean. That's what Naomi came out and on SmackDown to enter the Royal Rumble, which means like, does that mean because she's actually entering herself in that other people aren't going to be able to enter in? 
I don't know. I've never been a fan of that. I, I like this surprise aspect, especially if you bring in, uh, if you bring in anybody from the outside of the main roster. They need. I, you know, I think what they need for the for the very first women's Royal Rumble, like that very first entrant number one and two, they have to be able to hold it the hell down. Oh, that's going to be a huge spot. They have a huge responsibility. Like, I mean, if you want to give it to two main roster people, you got to give it to somebody like Becky Lynch and... Asuka. Asuka, or you give it to uh, Sasha and Bailey or something like that. Yeah, it has to be someone that could carry uh, the first, what, two minutes? Or, or five minutes? Whatever I, it I is, yeah. I, whatever the first two are initially in for. I think two. But... I really don't want to, like if if Tony Storm or even like uh um what is it uh Nikki Cross or anybody else does enter this match I don't want to be told about it. Like that's what I liked about back in the day with Royal Rumble where you would have some appearances like uh Rocky Oh my Johnson god, or, Mick Foley, I mean Mankind's in this. Oh my god, no, dude no. loves in this. Oh my yeah, god, can't like, just Yeah, sure. We can go there. But like <laughs> You have random occurrences take place, and you have no idea that this person is going to be a part of the Royal Rumble match. And I love that surprise aspect, and I feel like I hope I mean, that they still, maintain there are that. still aspects to that. That Dude, like, we, yeah, but we only get like two surprises maybe at yeah, Royal Rumbles, I mean, and usually in, the two surprises recent, are lame. In recent years, they had had uh, well a little bit more. Well, no, not really. Well, yeah, I mean, DDP and stuff like that. But think... not like last year's Royal Rumble, you had Dillinger. Yes. Who was in NXT. And you had... Hmm. Undertaker? Undertaker? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. So it's like well, those were the only two surprises. Ellsworth was kind of a surprise. Well, that's well. You know, you know what I mean, though, right? Like, well, but I'm saying, like, you didn't really have like Goldberg. You should have expected Lesnar. You should have expected. I mean, Lesnar, I think, was announced for it, but. But I I feel like those spots, like Goldust, and then the year before, yeah, we don't really get surprises. What I'm saying, though, yeah, 2016 Rumble. Who do we have? There were no surprises. And that's the thing that everyone was on the the roster. And that's such an easy. Thing, Triple, I H, feel like... Triple H was in it. I don't know if he was already. He was probably already announced that. I just don't remember it. I think so. But th- but this is one of the times where I feel like making a surprise entrant is very easy. And I feel like I just hope that they they do that. 2015, you saw Bubba Ray. You had Boogeyman. You had DDP. DDP. And that was it for surprises. Yeah. As far as I can recall, at least. like, Well, that... As far as I, who's on the main roster at the at the time, I don't remember, but... But also, that was... the I mean, women-wise, you're going to have a... You have to assume that you're going to have a lot more availability to fill spots. As opposed to the men roster, where you pretty much could fill a Royal Rumble with what you have already... Well, I mean, what you have right now already, you could fill the women's Royal Rumble with, I think, only 20 slots, not including NXT. If you included NXT... Really? That many, there's that many women on the main roster? 
Yeah, I, I mean, as far as I can count, yeah. How crazy would it be if he, I I favorited this tweet, but if Eva Marie returned and won and it? Won it? <laughs> I don't see that happening. But how pissed would every single fan be, and how over as a heel would she like? Could you imagine? Yeah, count for me. You have Alicia Fox, Bailey, Becky Lynch. You have uh, Carmella. You have Dana Brooke. You have, uh, let's see, scroll, 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 scroll. Lana, if you want to count her. Liv yeah. Morgan. Uh, Mickey James, Naomi, Natalia, Nia Jax, Paige. You have Ruby Riot, you have Sarah Logan, you have Sasha Banks, and uh, that's it. You have, you have Charlotte, you have Alexa Bliss, but they're obviously not going to be in it. No, nah, they're not going to. Yeah, right now you're at 15. Maybe, 15. I, maybe I missed some, I don't know. Well, I mean, still, so, so you have 15 to 18, but you still leave a lot more openings uh, and potentials for entrance. Um, and plus you want to make it, it is the first ever. So I can expect them bringing back some you familiar need, faces. You need at least karma or, or Beth Phoenix for this. You need, I, you, I need agree. Them. you need them. I think that they, especially because they were on the main roster, Royal rumble. Imagine if karma or Beth or who would do it? Who could you double book? And really make a, a a name. Who could you double book in that sort of an aspect? Nia Jax? I mean, it seems like they usually put the powerful woman in World Rumbles in the past. So would you see yeah, could you see Nia Jax that. doing doing a doing what? Doing uh, participating in the women's in the normal I don't in the see normal that. world rumble match. I definitely don't see that. But That'd be interesting. I did I did undercount. Uh-huh. You have Becky well, we're Lynch. At 15. You have Becky Lynch, Carmella, Charlotte, Lana, Liv, Naomi, Natalia, Nikki, if you want to count Nikki, Ruby, Sarah, Tamina. How many are we there? I don't know. I didn't count that time around. Why would how much we've counted that? I don't know. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Well, just say, like, whoever you missed and add it to the 15. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Take out, take out Bliss, take out Charlotte. Who did you miss before? I have no idea. Asuka, maybe? I actually don't think you said Asuka. Asuka, Tamina. Oh, yeah. Mandy. Uh huh. And two others, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I didn't say Nikki, but... So yeah. if you have that many people already on the main roster... And you have to assume all of them are going to participate. Yeah. So you, it leaves limited space for... I just I mean, not limited, that... but... I mean, NXT, you don't want too many NXT people in there, but you also don't want... Too many legends at the same time. Yeah, you want a good but balance. But at the same time, I, think, I want all legends in there. I want mad legends. Imagine Lita and Trish Stratus open. 
no. But imagine. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't, I really I couldn't imagine that, but I couldn't imagine. But I like I can't I, even imagine Trish Stratus being in it. Like I don't know. She'd have to. I mean, she just had a kid earlier this year. Yeah, but she's still in phenomenal shape. Wow. Yeah, how many times how, am I using the word phenomenal in this episode? But I, I I don't know how. I mean, according to Total Divas, you don't just get it back right away. No, but <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Brie Bella. She, Brie Bella was. Uh, was playing soccer with some kids and she's blown up. Well, I mean, you're in a Royal Rumble, so if you're if there's ever a time to be blown up, it's that match. You don't want to be blown up in a Royal Rumble, though. You could be Rey Mysterio having to enter number one, going all the distance. <laughs> of, of course, but I mean, look at Roman Reigns. He got to hide in the corner for his entire victor, uh, yeah, victory. Well. And it's I like mean, uh, M- Medusa just posted that she had knee surgery. I, w- I would yeah. like I would like to see Alundra Blaze in it. I don't know how long it takes to heal from that. Well, I mean, regardless, I think, I mean, I, I think that's really a far fetched to... thing. But I would a hundred percent wouldn't mind seeing her return and be in it. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Bulmacano in there. There's so many women that you want to see, and of course, you want to see women from the May Young Classic in there. Yeah. Candice LeRae, um, and a bunch of others that you want to see a part of there. I know um, Mia Yim just had surgery, so – or she's only, out. I can only assume that at the Royal Rumble we're going to be seeing uh, Bliss versus Flair. If they if they have a, a women's match outside gotta, the Rumble. you got to use them somehow. And I don't know – uh, unless you take out two more competitors to give them title matches. Imagine Carmella wins the Royal Rumble to get a title shot. She wrestles Charlotte Flair, loses. Post-match, someone comes out, beats no. up Charlotte Flair. She cashes in and wins. No, or, I already told you. The only Charlotte, time, the only or time Charlotte which we didn't even mention. Charlotte wins, and then right after she wins... Carmella hits her with the briefcase, cashes in, and then pins her. We didn't even mention the fact that Carmella did tease that during their match. Yeah, she did. But the only time I want to see Carmella cash in is is June 26, 2018. It is good to see her carrying that briefcase again, though. Yeah, but June 26, 2018. That's when I want her to cash in. The last day possible is that when I want her to win. A year to when she won the money in the bank. When's Cass supposed to return? I don't know. Maybe he could be an entry. But you had SmackDown Imagine kicking Cass, off. The, Cass helps her win the championship. Yeah, about that. Distracts for with a distraction or something? You had Daniel Bryan kicking off SmackDown to announce that the SmackDown women are obviously also going to be part of the Royal Rumble. Cool announcement, Shane, bro. Shane comes out to discuss Clash of Champions, and D. Bryan's like, I don't want to see you turning into Vince, man. <laughs> Yeah, he's like Shane randomly. Shane randomly puts Daniel Bryan over and left. I was expecting more of that segment, but no, it was kind of it it was an awkward ending for me, at least. I don't know. I don't want to say dull, but it was just like you, you. I guess you you expected the tension to escalate a little bit with their storyline, but it kind of like stayed at a neutral point. Yeah, because it sounded like he was about to fire Daniel Bryan or something, but. Yeah, and then it was just like, I trust you, you got this. Yeah. And then you like it, you really expected it to escalate, but it didn't. 
First match of the evening had Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin defeating the Usos. Clean. Uh, which I'm a fan of. This is hopefully like... Clean victory. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully this what? is going to lead to something. Yeah. Uh, something my mind can't even like comprehend is that one of the Usos went for a suicide dive. Mm-hmm. And Shelton Benjamin jumped up onto the apron and kneed him in the face. But, like, it's like, every time, I went back and watched it over and over and over again, and it's, it's every single time, it's like Shelton Benjamin is, like, stepping on something yeah. to get up there, but he's not. He's, like, he's on air doing it. The one thing I still maintain, it's a little bland. They need something. They're missing something, but they're almost there. So you do agree that that amateur wrestling is bland and boring, then? Not at all. Well, that's what <laughs> kind of sounds like what Not you're at saying. All. So. Not at all. That's what it sounds like you're... No! Charlotte and Naomi teaming up. Uh, before that, Flair cuts a stupid promo. It sounded like a bar mitzvah speech. Very yeah, awkward. Very awkward promo. The, the camera. Very awkward. But uh, And obviously, instead of a bar mitzvah boy being congratulated, it was the fans <laughs> for a women's <laughs> rumble match. But... Naomi, like I said before, came out to enter the Royal Rumble, uh, which I really, whatever. Yeah. And uh, really, here in this match, zero point in having the Riot Squad lose. You had Ruby Uh, Riot and Sarah Logan teaming up. They're supposed to be a dominant force. They're supposed to be taking over SmackDown. And it it was was just... The reason why they lost was stupid, even. Yeah, There's no the reason rear end more after... be a distraction leading to that. That made no sense. No, this and this is their first legit match. No, I don't think so. They've, they've had tons of matches. Have they? All right, but even still, I don't think that this is a time to lose. I even more so, was... like how it, like it already looks like they're breaking up with that. Yeah, there was no point to have. There was the, no, the miscommunication. That made, it made no sense. Why would Liv Morgan just randomly get on when, like, it, it, Absolution was, I mean, not Absolution, Riot Squad was already, like, Might as well winning. have said Absolution. They were already, like, winning, so it didn't make sense. Yeah, you could have even had the DQ. And then you had Sarah Logan knocking off, knocking Liv off the apron. Yeah. Uh, up next you had Dolph Ziggler celebrating the championship victory he's like I told you I was winning I told you all about it and then he showcased the past championship victories for the Intercontinental Championship he was pretty much cutting a promo directed at me he showcased the United States (laughs) Championship he very much was he showed off the Money in the Bank victory the World Heavyweight Championship cash in no mention of the tag team titles with the Spirit Squad, but okay. I think he should be a Grand Tram- Grand Slam champion, but whatever. Uh, and then Ziggler said that the fans don't deserve him. And he said no. he's going to give the fans something to remember him by. And I was like, wait a minute. Is he about to Shane Douglas this? Dude throws down the title and leaves. Apparently, uh, I mean, at first it got people wondering if it was legit or not. But... I I, that makes no sense. What does that mean? Is it legit? Well, if it was a shoot or not, if he that actually did no retire, if he did, if he was sense. take, if he was retiring, what doesn't make sense for him to like do it live on air like that? Edge has done it. So many other wrestlers have. Not with a title to throw it down and be like, oh, by yeah. The way. Why? Why wouldn't after all of his promos, 
uh, and everything that he's been saying, why wouldn't that fit his character right now? Oh, you mean like not off the script, like it was scripted, but not? Yeah, yeah, it's scripted uh, to go about it that way. That's not what it like to me that you were saying. Oh, no, yeah, scripted that it was meant to be coming off that way. To, But now apparently he's supposed to still work SmackDown house shows, Yeah, just probably. not be used on air. Which is what they were doing in the past with, with that. With yeah. That. But in any sense, he should go to NXT, take the title down there. UK championship could come up to the main roster, maybe. Or uh, there's a, an intercontinental champion that needs uh, that needs to, to be dethroned. And Chris Jericho might not be able to get the job done. Hmm. Hint, hint. January 4th. Hint, hint. Wait. Ken, Kenny o- Omega, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Dolph Ziggler. Do no. you mean U.S. Championship? Is it? Oh, yeah. Sorry. U.S. Okay. Championship. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was like confused when you said <laughs> the IC Champion. And I'm like, wait. Yeah, no. IC? U.S. Champion. I mean, I won't correct you too quickly because I, I, I mean, come on. I was the one that made that botch of the tag team before. So, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, so Dolph Ziggler is going to Japan. We'll see yeah. Dolph Ziggler next on July 4th. Yeah. Uh, January 4th. <laughs> <laughs> next up, you had New yeah. Day. In any sense, you had New Day. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Yeah, pick up the victory over Rusev and English. Uh, fun match. Stems, it stems from a backstage segment, which I thought was hilarious. Kofi dresses as a gingerbread man. Xavier Woods as a reindeer. Biggie as an elf. You had Rusev as Rusev Claws. And Aiden English was a snowman. And I thought the segment itself was great. Rusev, like, they came into the picture. Rusev lowered his, his beard. He goes, it's me, Rusev. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. But, uh, yeah, they, they really are working great as a duo. What I didn't like about this was that they didn't pick up the victory. I, I, thought that they I don't think they needed I thought it. That they, I, I thought they could have went over. I thought, I thought it was it was basically like uh, one of those gimmick matches, the uh, yeah. the gimmick yeah. holiday matches, except it wasn't a street fight or anything. It was just a normal match. No, but the, they tried, the they, end they, was like, fun. They, they put the pancakes, whatever, with the whipped cream and the cherry on the top. <laughs> They tried to put Woods into it, but Kofi made the save and end up flapjacking it. Yeah, flapjack onto flapjacks. Yeah, but I still I, stand very firmly by my my thoughts is that pancakes should not be treated like that. Although it was not cake, so I give them credit that it wasn't mm. just plain old sheet cake that they were using again. Yeah, but it was very it was a fun match. Kind of awkward with Xavier Woods making the pin with like. The uh, cake, the I mean, the pancakes in his mouth and the whip and stuff. Yeah, it was awkward, but um, before we mention the main event, no mention on SmackDown of the Bludgeon Brothers, no mention of the Fashion Files, no mentions of Zack Ryder, Mojo Raleigh. You have Mojo a huge pay per view. Yeah, you had a huge pay per view. No mention of that. Nothing. Mojo Fashion Files. We have no head. idea. If, if you weren't going to use the Bludgeon Brothers or uh, fashion files what they should have done is released the wwe.com content of fashion files which for this makes week. no sense it's like am i gonna have to keep checking every day to see if fashion files or is, is it a yeah. thing anymore it mm-hmm. makes no sense bad job on wwe for that 
bad. Also, by the way, SmackDown, whatever. I'll say AJ Styles teamed up with Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura, defeating Jinder Mahal, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. They had, this was announced at the beginning of the show. Um, SmackDown, though, man. It, it was like a, uh, I mean, not to knock anybody in this match. It's just, it's not what SmackDown should have been. No, the, the, the main whole, event the was more Smackdown, of a house show main every, event. Yeah, 100%. Or a dark match, even. Yeah. 100% let me just dark toss, match. SmackDown let me toss, itself, every single match was a tag team match. Yeah, let me toss all these people together. The main event. Let me take everyone that's in a main storyline and toss them in the main event. I just, I, I mean, like, the end of the match was the whole finisher, finisher type of thing. Yeah. But I don't understand. Every single match on SmackDown, including the dark match, the actual dark match that took place before the show, was a tag team match. Yeah. I, I have to say, I, I have mixed feelings about the, the phenomenal forearm that AJ hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, some part of me thought it was super cool that Randy Orton, like, tossed AJ Styles into it. Uh-huh. I, I feel like AJ didn't know that Randy was doing that, though. Well, I don't... The other part of me thought it could have been dangerous if he like ended up throwing AJ's body off track. Oh, I didn't think that it was dangerous. I, I mean, you never know. Anything, any slight wrong nah. move, I don't know. But it was just well, straight up dark show, dark match material. Nah. Well, that's SmackDown. Uh, this week, NXT was pretty important. Uh, you had the UK title on the line. Might as well start that uh, UK title on the line. Pete Dunne picking up victory over Tyler Bate. And in what was an amazing, amazing match, uh, you had some of the parts that I, mark, I marked out huge for was uh, Bate, ex- Bate hitting an exploder suplex off of the middle rope to get back into the ring. And then they performed a suplex off of the steel steps, which I don't think I've ever seen anybody do before. But I was a huge fan of this match, hard hitting. Uh, check it out. Um, and you, you didn't see any of this, did you? I just saw like very bits and pieces of the tag match. All right. Well, uh, you also had the number one contendership for the NXT title, uh, tournament breakdown. Uh, Lars picked up the victory over Roddy, Roderick Strong. Um, surprising. Yeah. Uh, I I mean... I mean, Lars is on a roll, but wouldn't you expect Strong with his feud of Cole to be advancing? Uh, maybe they're doing something else with Strong. I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, you had the tag team titles on the line as well. Undisputed. Picking up the victory over Sanity uh, to become the new tag team champions. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, Which is something big. we've known for weeks now. WWE spoiled Yeah, which it, is whatever. so unfortunate that they I mean, they spoil that to. stuff. They have to. I get it. Yeah. Oh. And then 205 Live, uh, nothing really taking place too much. Uh, Tommy making his debut against Delaney. Some jerk fan threw a water bottle at Kalisto. Yeah, that makes no sense. Like, Kalisto is on the floor post-match, and a fan throws something into his at his face who like i hope that this guy was caught on camera and that they're going to take action on this i what if, I it, never, what if it was wolfie 
well, Wolfie is going to have to learn his lesson. <laughs> unfortunately. Not that this is something to make a joke out of. because No, but I, I just don't understand why people do that. If you can't control yourself in a mature manner, then don't even attend. You don't you don't have the right to attend. You have no right to put and then like put your hands on the wrestlers stemming back from even the fans slapping uh Alexa Bliss across the bottom. And this a fan throwing a water bottle at the face of Kalisto. It's just where where's security and what action is being taken to prevent this from taking place? Just yeah, I don't know. Awful actions. Um, let's. But I bet that person is the reason why you most arenas take the caps. Well, he would still throw the water bottle. Yeah, but maybe. I don't know. He'd be hurt less. I don't know. But, but uh, I think we could take a break now, or. Yeah. So we'll be right back here on Marking Out. What's up, everybody? This is WWE superstar Dolph Ziggler, and you are listening to Marking Out. I don't know why. You should be looking me up on YouTube or buy my t-shirt. Welcome back to episode 359 of Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Moving on to the only independent wrestling uh, results that we have, big results. Coming at you from the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City, you had final battle, Ring of Honors, final battle taking place. In a match, uh, I guess we don't have to really cover the dark matches. But you had Matt Taven taking on and defeating Will Ospreay. You had War Machine pick up the victory over the addiction. Uh, War Machine and Ricochet. Big rumored names to be signing with WWE in 2018. Yeah, look for them to uh, make an appearance. I mean, like, it's already, like... They've always been rumored, but I'd I'd mark out for all of them to come on in. Yes, yeah, so more more War Machine than anything. Yeah, it's I don't know where they would fit though. It's weird. I don't know. They would fill a void that I feel like is very. I mean, authors of the pain. You got yeah, you have authors of pain. You have sanity, kind of big guys. Yeah, but I feel like it's still a void, and War Machine Mark has a ton Rowan. of experience. Harper yeah. and Rowan, you already used. What do you War mean? Machine are brand new. Well, Harper and Rowan, Bludgeon Brothers are brand new. Same. People know them already. People. War Machine has mystery behind it. You got Jay Lethal picked up the victory over Marty's Girl. For the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships, successfully retaining those titles, Motor City Machine Guns picking up the victory over Best Friends. Yeah, you got Silas Young picking up the victory over Kenny King, Punishment Martinez, and Shane Taylor to become the new Ring of Honor World TV champ. In a New York street fight, the Briscoes, uh, Enzo, one of them looked like, looked like Enzo, I should say. Uh, Briscoes defeating Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray's uh, last match, final hoorah. Yeah, left his... Uh, his Boots in the ring after the match. Which I could have sworn he already retired, so I don't know. Yeah, I think he was just announced that he was maybe on his retirement tour. Unsure. Oh. Uh, the Hung Bucks picked up the victory over Dragon Lee, Flip Gordon, and Titan to retain the World Six-Man Tag Team Championship. And for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, or World Championship, I should say, Dalton Castle picking up the victory, successfully winning... The Ring of Honor Championship. Defeating Cody. 
Cody yeah, out there, you, fully fully bleached blonde hair, looking like Dustin, kind of. And uh, he did not retain the title. Yeah, huge news and awesome stuff from Dalton Castle. Happy to see that he is finally a champion. And, I mean, Cody Rhodes going full bleach blonde now, too. I wonder if they took the title from him to, uh, to like, not have... The match against uh, Ibushi for the ROH title. Interesting. At uh, Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom 12. It's possible. Very possible. Um, But yeah, the Dalton Castle era is uh, on its way now. Because I think think that match was supposed to be for the title. And I think people mm -hmm. thought maybe Dalton Castle would be replacing Cody in that match. But... Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. But, yeah, awesome stuff over at uh, good old ROH. Some outside-the-ring news. Vince McMahon apparently sold uh, 100 million shares of uh, WWE in order to make this purchase, but apparently there's a separate entity that he created, uh, Alpha Entertainment. And Alpha Entertainment has filed for five trademarks. You're damn right they, we're calling it Alpha Entertainment. Yeah, the UFL, URFL, United Football League, for the love of football. And this is in addition to all the trademarks of the XS, XFL that they uh, uh, did earlier this year. For the love of football. Yeah, we so bring the United, you traditions that the NFL just can't. Yeah, so the United Football League. I guess with all the rumors of the XFL making a comeback. Is that what it is? It's United? Yeah, I guess What's it's... What's the R? It, that's what... I, I'm not too sure. The, the, I could only assume that it's not going to be XFL. It's going to be called the United Football League. That just reminds me of something like from the UK or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm in, I mean, I would be The interested. United Rugby Football League. Oh, my God. What? It's the United Rugby Football League. They're combining rugby and football. Vince is doing it. <laughs> that would be He's interesting. The NFL is going to be shut down by 2020. They're screwed. <laughs> Vince McMahon's taking over, brother. WrestleMania, welcome to the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, um, the other day, Braun was featured in a WWE short clip, uh, An Elf Among Us. Which I thought was hilarious. Drew Gulak making an appearance. Were you a fan? I don't like Elf, so no. I mean, oh, not a, well, not a big uh, Vince Russo made it known that he was not a fan. And I'm sure once Meltzer and all of them, Cornette probably. I, I'm, I'm a different not a fan, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like I still got some entertainment from it at, rather than Vince yeah. Russo. That's, Yo, this shouldn't be going on. Kayfabe is dead, bro. Oh my hey, god! Absolutely dead, bro. You can't do that, man. I I seriously like as we record the podcast and as I am seeing Russo, Cornette, and Meltzer tweet more and more on Twitter, I'm like, ah, oh, go we have, away. We have to hang an elf on the shelf now in order to get this match. In order to get anything looking like brought to be a monster again, he needs to have an elf on the shelf match or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Like these people try to grasp onto whatever relevance they can, and people hold them in such high regard. I don't get it. Like, 
people have to stop being fans of them. They're just uber marks. That's it. Well, I can't stand them. Where do you uh, see the Hall of Fame rumors from, even? Uh, I saw them. I forgot. I saw them in a few places actually. I saw Batista was a front runner for the for the name. Oh, I didn't see Batista. But it says that he would, if he would come back for six six months to a year, he would then be held off on the 2018 Hall of Fame. Yeah, from what I saw, the rumors are Bill Goldberg, the Dudley Boys, Ivory, Bam, and Bam Bam Bigelow, and then into the uh, celebrity wing would be Chris uh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Kid- I'm going into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Kid Rock. <laughs> Uh, what's your thoughts on the class? I don't get why would Kid Rock go in and and not why, Detroit? Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand that. Where is it, Atlanta? It's in New Orleans. Oh yeah, New Orleans. I don't know it's who in else New would go. New Orleans. With... I don't know. I don't know who's the big bad voodoo daddy. I don't know. Papa I don't know. Shango should re <laughs> should get in again. <laughs> <laughs> Right? I mean, <laughs> Bigelow, I would expect to get in uh, in New Jersey. Next, in next year's WrestleMania? Yeah, New Jersey, New York, Bigelow should go in. Same thing gets... with the Dudley boys. Yeah, Dudleys would also be a class like that. I mean, I don't know. Some of these picks... I think, be... I honestly, I think you just made these all up. Just so No, I, I, I saw them, but that's... It's the rumor. Like Goldberg, I, I could see Goldberg. being it. Like, Goldberg's close enough down there to Atlanta... I feel like Louisiana's right next door, so maybe. Uh, odd pickings. Odd pickings. I don't know about that. Well, location for Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. The 10K event that has been spoken about is rumored to be taking place in the Chicago area. Um, they, could sell else? Shir- they could sell shirts for it. Yeah. At uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, right, right down oh, the block sure. or whatever, I'm sure. So uh, uh, so apparently uh, Atlanta, Georgia to New Orleans is six, almost seven hours. Yeah, so I'm going to say that that Goldberg idea, probably not the best. But I mean, they really are. I mean, you just got to cross the state. You got to cross Alabama in order to get to Georgia, really. So mm. it's not the worst. Not but, the worst. but in any sense, I don't, uh, I really, I would prefer it to be in New York City. I don't think it's going to, but. I'm talking, I'm talking about the all-in show. I mean, what do you mean? I moved back to the Cody Rhodes and Young Bucks. Show. Oh, 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 gotcha. But yeah, so Chicago's a good area for them. They, It'd be uh, expensive to do it in New York. I mean, if you do it in Manhattan, do it in Chicago stuff. or anywhere, Manhattan Center is not where you would want to do it. Uh, where were you thinking about doing it then? You got to find a venue that holds ten thousand seats. Oh, Nassau Coliseum. All right. Well, Shea Stadium, City Field. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this week, uh, Tom Zink uh, from WCW and WWF, uh, he passed away. The report is well, unknown. Apparently, he passed away on the, the 9th, was it, of December? Yeah. But, like, news just started to surface this past week. Yeah, unfortunate news. Our condolences to family and friends. Yeah. And then uh, more unfortunate news is Just Incredible appeared at an indie show, Blitzkrieg Pro in Connecticut, and was intoxicated and got in the ring 
while he was intoxicated, not to wrestle, just to basically, I don't know, cut a promo on his own behalf. Everyone yeah. surrounding the ringside tried to get him to leave, but... It, it looked awful, you know? It was just, I don't think that the promotion handled it the best way either, because in the video you hear them putting over themselves while the guy, like, there's one moment where he, like, is pretty much saying that he needs help, and they proceed to put themselves over and make a mockery of it. Yeah. I think that's totally wrong. But to their credit, they did say on Twitter that they did uh, go about it the wrong way and apologize. So to their credit, they did do that. Um, and it's so unfortunate to see this happen to Justin Credible. I mean, he's been in and out of trouble before with – He's been in WWE-sponsored rehab, too, recently. That's what they say. I mean... And he says that's... that he, he says he's been clean, but obviously he fell off that one one night. And he and posted it... a video to apologize about it. And everyone automatically, when they saw that video, started to reach out towards DDP. And uh, apparently DDP and him spoke. And yeah. he'll be working on... Working with DDP. I'm sure he's not moving down to... Maybe he is. He said, "Follow, follow them on the journey." Yeah. So we may be getting that. another thing like how we had with DDP and Jake. Yeah. Uh, with the little follow along, we may be getting that too. But that is, it's such a. It's unfortunate. It's awful, and I feel awful for him and his family. Uh, it's such a difficult time, and I think that it's shame on anybody that put him down. And laughed at him from being at that event, and then after the event, shame on them. Uh, especially kicking someone while they're down. But DDP, what a, like the guy's an angel. Yeah. Like when you like the fact that everybody reaches out to him to see if he could help out, and then once you hear Justin Incredible is going to be working with DDP, you can you exhale. You know, like when you hear that this pro wrestler is not doing too well right now and that they're uh, with DDP right now, you exhale and you're like a sigh, a sigh of relief. And you're like, all right, you know, there's a there's a fighting chance. DDP is involved. This is good. And I think that that's that's amazing that DD, DDP provides that. And that's great that WWE is um, supporting uh, these programs as well. Yeah. So we could only hope the best for Justin Credible. Um, yeah. So make sure you check out that. So um, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Go give a follow to at Team Awesome four one eight. Lorenzo also has a book produced. Uh, it's thirty one days to live. Go check that out. Go give it a read. Uh, go give him a like on Facebook as well. And buy a t-shirt, uh, t-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash TeamAwesome418. Um, also going to be giving a little shout-out to... Uh, I think you mean a shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug. John Foss at Mr. John Foss. And then uh, Weekly Wrestling Podcast, Wrestling IQ 101, and Shining Wizards. Also go check out Richard Holiday at Most Marketable. Uh he should be he should be uh, put on all of your shows and booked. So go check him out. Give him a follow. All right.
Any uh, shout-outs? Hello there, this is Randy Newman, and I'm telling you that you got some shout-outs from Brandon. My first shout-out is going to the show Ghosted that premiered on Fox earlier this uh, past season. Uh, I was waiting for the full show to end before I could like watch it so I could just binge it. Um, it's Craig Robinson, Adam Scott work for a secret government agency investigating the paranormal. I think it was, it was pretty good. I would, uh, I hope there's a season two. Season two. Yeah. And then up next goes to the gifted. I do. Have you heard about it? I'm sure you had to have, right? I heard it's Marvel. Yes. It's a Marvel X-Men series on Fox about the other mutants, I guess. But, uh, that was again, I was waiting to watch the full season. Um, I think I'm like three or four episodes in, so I definitely, yeah, I like it. I enjoyed it. I enjoy it more than, uh, I mean, mutants. Any known mutants? I don't know. I don't know them yet. I mean, there's mutants. What do you mean? Are they really like, have they said who's who or they? Yeah. One, one dude is Reed. Um, what's his last name? Von, what are the Von... Von Eric. No, that's wrestling in Von Strucker. Oh, the guy's name is is Reed Strucker, and I don't know if he's related to the the other like famous Struckers in Marvel. But he's not a a a, a mutant. He's his kids are mutants. Who's the Struckers? Like the Von Struckers and stuff in all the the I don't know the Marvel universe. Look it up. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so check out The Gifted. And then the last shout-out is going to AIM, as well as AOL Desktop, I guess. But uh, AOL Instant Messenger, man, after 20 years, discontinued. Yeah. Brandon's the last remaining person on AIM with a status up. Well, I wasn't allowed to uh, go on AIM anymore. For whatever reason, it wouldn't let me log in. And then my AOL Desktop, it was just discontinued this past week for I don't know I mean I, I, they must have AOL desktop for later models and stuff but mine was Windows XP so this computer was going down a rabbit hole yeah the signs were there starting with hey, AIM <laughs> yeah my computer's like hey by the way AIM's not going to work anymore by the way your internet explorer is not going to work anymore by the way AOL desktop's going to be discontinued by the way there's going to be a blackout and your computer is going to just die. FYI, uh, you may need a new computer. Life sucks and then you die. Quote on there the Vince McMahon about computers. Hmm. So it was fun while it lasted. Hopefully, hopefully it, it could be either fixed or I don't want to start over with a new iTunes. That's like my number one priority. <laughs> yeah, because you actually have everything on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have like a million songs. I had a lot of songs, yeah. Yeah. So, I had like um, 200 gigs, 300 gigs worth of music or whatever, but... So, those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for Ask. Our... Ha <laughs> ha. 
that is right. Our marked out moment of the week. I will go first, I guess. Yeah, sure. Uh, comes from an episode of The Gifted, where one of the kids was showing off his powers to his cousin. It uh, shook the house a little bit and made some noise. And the mom came in and asked if everything was all right. And the sister goes, yeah, they were just going all WWE on each other. <laughs> oh. I thought that was funny. At least they said WWE. That, that was awesome that they said that instead of WWF or something. Mm-hmm. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, I popped for that. I usually slip, but I, I, I mostly say WWF. Especially if I'm talking to someone that doesn't really know pro wrestling, I'd say WWF. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of like try to stick towards the error, but... Yeah. So, mark out moment of the week, or... Yeah, well, my mark out moment of the week was probably a clip I saw from the Shibata versus Okada from Sakura uh, Sakura Genesis in Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Hard-hitting, just... You mean the, the one that was straight... set to the, the song of Annie or whatever, Hard Not Life? Yeah. <laughs> that just looked brutal. Uh, I marked out for that. I marked out for the Miz in uh, the Christmas story. That was you didn't see that last week when we discussed it. No. Mm-mm. Did we discuss it last week? Yep. On the show. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I marked out for that too. Maybe I rewatched it or not. Whatever. I yeah. You might not have it. watched it at that point. No, you definitely had to watch it. I don't know. I don't. But think I, so. I know. No, you definitely did because we spoke about moments from it with like Ryder and stuff, but. Did you watch the Christmas story? I yeah, I was the one that brought it up. No, no, no. Did you watch the Oh, the I didn't watch Christmas Story Live yet. No, it's on oh. my DVR. Yeah, it's alright. I figured right. I, I wasn't sure if I should watch it or not because I feel like I might shoot my eye out, kid. Yeah. I mean, it's alright. Yeah. But uh didn't you also mark out for the Edge and Christian podcast, uh, Rooney? Um, yeah, I marked out for that. I think I did that last week, though. Well, we were, we, you had not listened to it at that moment. Oh, well, I, I finally listened to it, and it was really, uh, fun to just listen to Hawkins on there, and then at the end, when they get Ryder on there, it's pretty funny. I mean, he was on, on on the start as well, but. No, no, he wasn't. Yeah, he was, and he hung up on them. Well, he wasn't really on it. Well, that's count. I mean, if if he did that to us, I would count that as Zack Ryder being on the show this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, if someone was walking in the background, if we were recording at a wrestling event and someone walked in on the background and you hear them in a conversation with someone else, then yeah, they were on our show. Yeah, dude, Dave um, Batista was on the show. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that um, did no, but I, I I laughed out loud when they were talking about him and Chelsea getting into an argument. <laughs> over uh him not picking up the phone and then she was telling him to pick up the phone and he told her that not like not now he's doing deadlifts or whatever yeah i laughed out loud and i shook my head <laughs> because i could actually picture him do saying all of that well so in any sense uh that was the show episode 359 Home. Christmas is uh, coming up, so have a Merry Christmas, have a Happy Christmas, Feliz Navidad, whatever you want to say. Uh, I wish Kwanzaa I was, too. I wish I was in Chicago. Happy Kwanzaa. Everyone is uh, traveling this weekend. Hopefully, uh, we wish all of you safe travels, and please, hopefully you make the right decision. Do not drink and drive. Uh, and don't drink eggnog. It's just disgusting, I assume. 
<laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you could you could take it home. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Episode 359 in the books. Uh, Facebook.com slash marking out at marking out at David the Rave underscore MO at BTTG161. YouTube.com slash marking out 11. Uh, anything else? Facebook.com slash marking out. I said that already. Pro Wrestling slash marking out. Didn't say that one. But we wish you the. <laughs> Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.